Hello, Kate here and episode 24 of The Angry Dinosaur. This is probably the most difficult episode that I'm going to record. And I've ummed and ahed and debated doing this for quite some time now, probably since I started the podcast way back in August last year. And... I didn't think that I would ever do an episode like this um, purely because it's very personal and quite dark, I guess. But I think it's an essential element of my journey, an essential part of my journey. And it's what it's all about, isn't it? And I, I always say about being honest and being open and talking about things that are difficult to talk about. So... I'm I'm going to do it, and I hope you'll bear with me. It's entirely unscripted, um, which is always a worry <laughs> for me because I'm, I have a tendency to go off on a, a tangent. Um, but yeah, it's entirely unscripted, and it's as I say, very real, very raw, very personal. So I going to dive straight in. So I'm going to be talking about abuse and the impact that that has had on my life and my my journey and the person that I am and who I've become, I guess. Um, I... I was in an abusive relationship for a while and I didn't realise the extent of of the abuse and the extent of the damage that was caused by that. And I'm not going to name names because that's not right, I don't think, and it's not fair to do that, I don't think, but yeah... I was in a, an abusive relationship for a while and I'm talking physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, and that relationship ended and and actually despite how bad it was, it, it wasn't me that ended it and <laughs> I still tried to fight, I guess, for for that relationship I thought it was love I thought it was what my life was and and yeah I I thought it's it's what I guess what I deserved in in some respects and I guess it stems back from a long, long time of feeling incomplete. I always felt like there was something missing. I never felt like I was I was a, a whole a whole person, and I spent a long time searching for for something to complete me. And I think relationships in the past have. I've almost been an an attempt to to do that to to complete me, 
um, and, and a search and a bid to kind of find some happiness. And it's only since, you know, the events of the last however many months and then me having a breakdown and me getting help and, and really sort of digesting things that have happened and, and really dissecting things that have happened. It's, it's only really been done that I've come to realise that actually I'm never going to find that missing piece anywhere else because that missing piece lies somewhere within me and it, it's not missing at all. It's it's just perhaps not, not quite properly put together. Um, and I spent a long time being unhappy. Something I've talked about, I spent a long time being unhappy. I, I felt like I lost a part of me when, when Nikki died. And I think that's quite natural when when somebody when somebody dies, um, I think it's quite natural that we, we feel like we lose a part of ourselves. And I guess in some respects I did lose a part of myself because I I loved her. I loved her. I was very committed to her and she featured in in my view of, of what my future looked like. She she played a part in that and I guess, you know, you feel like all of that has been ripped away and taken away. And I think as as time's gone on I've I've come to terms with that and I've accepted that and I've realised that actually maybe I did lose a little bit of me and that's okay because I think we give bits of ourselves to different people throughout our lives and and, and that's okay. That's that's natural. Um as long as we're not losing ourselves and giving too much of ourselves, I think that's that's a, a natural and healthy thing to do. Um, I'm really digressing here, and it's as I say, it's quite a difficult, uh, difficult one for me. So please bear with. But yeah, this this particular relationship. Um, initially, there was there was a lot of laughter. There was a lot of joy from from the relationship and from this other person and you know things then kind of turn turn sour and I guess it was after we moved in together really and things quite quickly turned sour and the the person that I thought she was she she turned out to, to not be and it was hard um and i've got some horrendous memories of of things that happened and things that i've not really discussed in in much detail with with many people and i when i when i met the lobster um for those of you who are listening for the first time or haven't listened to to many episodes, um, if you go way back to to the beginning, you'll hear about the lobster, also known as shrimpy these days. Um, w- when I met the lobster, I she was very calm and very patient, and I felt 
someone that I felt that I could open up to, and actually I I opened up to her about a lot of these things that had happened, and still not really knowing or acknowledging the the impact that it had had on me and and how it had affected me, but I I opened up to her about you know a, a number of things and and she was very supportive um and actually I I didn't fully open up and I didn't let her into the extent that I would have liked and we actually saw a therapist together and it was something that was kind of starting to to happen and then unfortunately um she decided that she wanted to end the relationship so we didn't get to kind of really delve into into the things that I probably needed to and she probably needed to hear those things too and I think had had I have got to that place sooner then maybe maybe things would have been different but um yeah she she made me feel safe and that's something that I've not always felt but she made me feel safe and it was a nice feeling and uh, <laughs> ultimately, she ended up hurting me more than anybody ever has. But um, we live and we learn, don't we? Didn't know that that was going to pan out that way. But um, yeah, she she made me feel safe, and she made me feel like I I could she made me feel like she she liked me for me. Um, it turns out she didn't like me very much at all. <laughs> but. Uh, Again, that's beside the point. Um, and it takes a lot when you've you've been in a relationship where it, it's been so horrific that you you lose all trust and all faith in in people. And um, for a short while, she she restored my faith. And despite everything that's happened, and despite the ugliness and the the bitterness and the way things ended between us. Um, I I I'm grateful for that, and I do I do thank her for for investing that time into trying to understand because I'm not an easy person to understand, and and she tried, and I'm grateful for that. Um. Yeah, it's one of the reasons that it saddens me so much, the the way that things have panned out between us, because she is no longer the person that I can feel safe with and that I should feel safe with, and, and that's quite sad. But, yeah, I'm, I'm digressing again. Um... But yeah, looking back at, at this particular relationship and she was heavily into drugs. She kept it and under wraps what was heavily into drugs and would often go out on three or four day benders and I'd, I'd not know where she was um, and would, you know, ultimately be be worried for her for her safety and she'd not communicate with me at all so wouldn't wouldn't text wouldn't call um she would then turn up and be on a a massive sort of come down and I I'd get the brunt of that um 
she was aggressive, um, I never knew what I was going to come home to, um, I used to work, you know, long, long hours, and I'd never know what I was going to come home to, I was always scared to go home, because I didn't know what I would face, or who I would face, and there were occasions where I got home and as soon as I walked through the door arguments would would start and aggression would start and there were times when I got home and she would be an absolute wreck um, and be threatening to, to harm herself. Um, there were times where she had harmed herself and I was left to, to pick up the pieces and, and to, to clean that up. Um, it was horrible. It was really, really horrible. And I remember going to a party, one of her friends, and we went to a party and we argued and um, she hit me over the head with a, a full bottle of Budweiser, which I can assure you is quite painful. <laughs> and I I suffered from concussion and, and I took myself out of that situation and I ended up taking myself off to, to hospital and... Um, I can't remember what I said, but I kind of made up some some story that just banged my head, and it was always always just that making excuses, you know, not wanting her to to get found out. I guess wanting to cover her back because I thought I loved her, and she. She knew some bad people, um, people that were scary, you know, I, I knew what they'd done, I knew their reputation, um, I'd, I'd seen some things and it wasn't pleasant and it wasn't normal, it wasn't nice and there was always threats, there was always a lot of threats and you know, I'd, I'd seen these people with weapons. I'd, I'd seen them fighting. I'd seen them do some pretty horrific things. And that was part of her world. And it, it was scary. Um, she... Forced drugs upon me at times. Um, I won't go into too many details with that, but yeah. Again, um, something that you don't do to somebody that you care about. You don't. You don't do that. Um, 
she would think it was funny to wake me up by throwing things at me. I remember her throwing boiling water at me. She burnt my hand with an iron. Um, she spat in my face. Anything really to, to kind of ridicule me and to make me feel worthless and she did she made me feel worthless she made me feel like I didn't deserve anything or anyone and this went on for a while um always played the nice innocent kind of person to to everyone else and everyone Everyone liked her. Everyone thought she was nice. Um, and I I struggled with that. I struggled with the fact that everybody saw her as being nice because I, I didn't think people would believe that she was capable of those things. I didn't believe that she was capable of those things, and yet I'd witnessed it, I'd been there, I'd been a victim of that. I hate the word victim. I shouldn't have used that word. But, yeah, I guess it chipped away at, at my self-esteem, at, at me. I didn't recognise the person that I was becoming. I put on a lot of weight, I didn't like my appearance, I'd lost any sense of individuality or, or identity that I had um, and I guess that was part of her, I don't know if it was a plan or I, I don't know but I guess that was part of it to, to strip me of everything that made me an individual and made me my own person and as I say, it wasn't actually me that ended the relationship. Um, I was actually quite upset when, when it broke down. Um, and it's weird because I, I knew wholeheartedly, I knew that it wasn't right. I knew that I sh shouldn't be made to feel the way that I was made to feel. I shouldn't have been treated the way that I was treated. But I I missed... I missed her and... I miss the relationship and again I, that you know stems back to this self-loathing that I had and that I felt and not feeling like I was complete or not not feeling like I was worth anything just felt completely worthless and I got all this emotion that I was carrying around from Nikki having died and blame and guilt and I just literally didn't think that I deserved anything better than that and I I've carried that around and I've let her and her actions dictate how I feel and and what I've done 
since we've broken up and I I was a coward and that bothers me saying that out loud I know it's true but saying that out loud bothers me I was a coward because ultimately I'm not a weak person I'm I'm quite a strong person um but I was a coward. I I was a coward. I didn't stand up for myself. I didn't do anything about the way that I was being treated. I allowed somebody to abuse me. And that's what it was. It was abuse. Um and it just destroyed it just dis- destroyed me. It destroyed any trust I had in in anybody else and um, it was almost like the, the relationship had ended, but the, there was this mini her living inside my head and, and all of the things that she said, all of the negative things that she said about me just played over and over and over in my mind. And it was almost like she was still controlling me and still dictating what I should do. And that was a battle that I fought with and fought against I should say and I remember going to the doctor and I actually thought I was going crazy I actually thought it it was almost like I could physically hear this voice in in my head and I remember saying that to to the doctor Um, and it was just so instilled in me and I, I'd not felt able to, to tell anybody what had happened. So I was just carrying this, this around with me. And, you know, I've only kind of scratched the surface with, with things that happened. Um, but I, I guess I just wanted to to speak out or I wanted to speak out because it, it's not right it's not okay nobody should feel that way nobody should be made to feel that way um and ultimately you know the the chances are that this person could now go on to do that to somebody else and could have done that to somebody else and I I should have had more courage and I should have stood up for myself and I should have talked and I should have acted on it and I didn't and I I was scared. I was really scared and I always carried it around with me. And um, it's it's one of the biggest regrets that, that I've got and I will always have. And I swore that I would not allow this person to continue to to control me and continue to dictate my life. Um, There was a number of sort of game playing and just manipulation and I, I swore that I would 
not let this person do that anymore and um I stand by that and whilst I have been a coward in the past I'm not not being a coward now it's probably one of the bravest things that I've that I've done and I I've really stripped stripped my life back really really stripped it back and um you know I've spoken quite openly about the sort of breakdown that I had and the breakdown of of my relationship and the huge impact that that had on me. And uh, I really, really have stripped my life back. I've I've spent a lot of time working on me. I've spent time on my own. I haven't jumped into anything else because I wanted to, to have that me time and to rebuild and to put the pieces back together and put them back in the right way. And um I I think I've done that and I feel like a different person. Um it's 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 actually crazy. I, I feel like a different person. Somebody actually said to me um the other day that I was confident and I don't think anyone's ever called me confident because I've not been confident I've always always felt as I said like there was something missing and I've I've never really liked me and liked the person that I was and um I do feel confident I feel I feel confident <laughs> I feel good I feel like the smile on my face isn't forced anymore it's not one that I put on to hide all of this pain and hurt and baggage that I'm I'm carrying around with me and I I'm proud I'm proud of the journey that I've been on I'm proud of the fact that I've picked myself up off the floor and that I've really dealt with these awful uncomfortable difficult feelings and emotions that I've been harbouring for such a long time and I've really stripped them back and I've really got to the root of them and and talked about the the causes and, and why it is that I feel the way that I do and it's not easy it really isn't easy but it's it's 100% been worth it and I uh I just look at the the progress that I've made and in terms of who I am and, and me finding my identity I <laughs> I think that doing this podcast has probably saved my life because it's given me a focus it's given me a channel um to to just talk and to to get a lot of this out and to put down sort of feelings and emotions and to just to just talk and to just let go of, of a lot of things and um it's probably the best thing that I've ever done and uh I'm I'm glad that I I'm glad that I did it and I hope that you know it's helped other people too um I've definitely got my individuality back uh <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine uh, the other week and she said you know she remembers the times when I used to wear sort of like red and green jeans and sort of quite quite crazy quirky clothes and I've definitely got that back um all about the cord at the moment 
<laughs> as you may have seen if you follow the Insta page. And uh, yeah, even with um, Dippy, so my my first car was a, a classic Mini and I absolutely loved it. And it was just me, it was me. And um, little Dippy, soon to be converted camper, is, is me too. And uh, I can't wait to get him finished. But yeah, um, as I say, my friend said that it's nice to see me not hiding behind sort of baggy jumpers and and to actually have that kind of individuality back and that bit of a my own style going on. Uh, and it feels good. It feels really nice. It feels nice to be sort of making an effort with my appearance and, and what I'm wearing. And I mean, my hair needs cutting at the moment, but I've got quite crazy hair, but I'm embracing that. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm feeling really, really good. And I have firmly detached myself from people that have a negative impact on on my life. And that's something that I I stand by. And I apologise to anybody that's, that's been impacted by me not being brave. And, you know, from the, the feelings and the hurt and the pain that I've carried through and, and probably taken out on the wrong people. So I, I apologise for that. But I hope... I hope people can see that I'm I'm growing and I'm... I'm becoming a better person, the best version of me I've probably ever been. And actually, I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think being me is a bad thing. I... Uh, have you know some some positive points to me and uh yeah i've i've put a lot of effort in a lot of work in and um i, I think i've lost uh about six stone now since sort of mid last year i guess and uh I've maintained that, you know, I'm keeping it off. Um, haven't lost an awful lot, I don't think, over the last couple of weeks, but I have been exercising a lot, I've been walking a lot, I've been getting out into the, the fresh air. And I'm at a point now where I am ready to, to, to move on with my life and to build a life and to, you know, if I were to meet somebody, I know that I'm ready now to to be the best version of me for, for them and for us. And uh, so, yeah, so um, my phone number is 073. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Not going to start a uh, Angry Dinosaur dating app. That would be, uh, be weird. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I just encourage anyone that is experiencing any abuse of any kind it's it's not easy it's not as simple as just walking out and and closing the door and and turning turning you back on it and forgetting it's it's not that simple it's hard and you know it was hard enough for me being an individual and you know when you've got you've got children or you know families to consider then it must be really really difficult but I just encourage anybody to to seek help and to talk about it and to to make people aware and to be brave just be really really brave because 
um, life's too short, life is really, really short, and we shouldn't live it in fear, and, um, you know, I, I said about the, the lobster kind of providing a feeling of safety uh, you know we should we should always feel safe and having someone in our lives should should be an addition to that it shouldn't be something that we feel that we need to to complete us or to to achieve that um thanks for listening it's been a bit all over the place this episode um it was just something that i I felt I should do and uh, in the spirit of of being honest and open and and kind of looking at the paths that I've chosen and and why I've wound up where I have um it means a lot that you are listening uh please keep listening and sharing I am of course going to end on a poem so I'll pop that in shortly for you um incredible figures with the the listens and the plays it really does mean the world to me it means a lot as i say um it's it's just a little podcast that i record in my room <laughs> um using my phone a bit of a microphone but um it probably has saved my life and and that's a massive thing and and it's always going to mean something to me it's always going to be special to me so thank you all for for playing your part in in allowing me to do this um but yeah Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll pop a poem on now for you. Poem time. This one is anonymous. And just trying to find it, sorry. Where are we? Here we are. Sorry about that, some technical issues. (laughs) It's called Want to Play a Game. Want to play a game? Okay, when do we start? We already have. What are the rules? Those are minor a whim, they will change. How do you win? You don't. What is the purpose? My amusement. I don't want to play. Too late. Enough, I'm not playing with you. You have no choice. I can leave. No, you can't. Watch me. You are still here. Stop. Why? I don't like this. It's pointless. There is a point to everything. Then what is the point to this? To break you. I am done. Almost. Quite poignant, I felt, given what I've talked about. And it's true. Um... Abuse is about breaking you down and, and stripping you of your identity. Um, it's definitely something that I've I've felt and experienced. A really difficult episode for me. Um, difficult to to go back to to some of those places and and also, just to say it out loud and to admit that, actually, you know, not being treated very well is is hard. But thanks for listening as always. It really really does mean the absolute world to me and. Um, Yeah, until the next time, take it easy.